link to Haiti. Um, my link is mostly to Latin America because the transitional justice process with regards to gender is very much informed by what happened um, in Latin America. Let me just uh, briefly say what transitional justice is. We refer mostly to four processes or four mechanisms which each individually don't succeed, but if co in conjunction pursued, they can uh, hopefully have a better, uh, a good outcome. The first one is criminal justice, prosecution of former perpetrators, uh, truth commissions, number two, number three, reparations, or some other form of financial compensation, and for institutional reform. Tunisia, as we speak this month, is constituting uh, truth commissions, and hopefully we'll, they will start their work very soon. Uh, in May, they are supposed to start. Since they haven't started their work, what I'm going to talk about are some issues that I think are important as this truth commission and transitional justice process with regards to women or with regards to gender unfold in Tunisia. Uh, political opponents, women in particular, who were members of Nahda, were not only persecuted by the Ben Ali regime, but they were also had the support of the international community and within Tunisia, the support of the so-called secular elite. The international community accepted the narrative that Islamist women, by definition, cannot be political activists and therefore cannot be persecuted. The domestic uh, narrative amongst the secular elite was that Islamist women will undermine the gender egalitarian project and therefore uh, uh, should not be allowed in the public sphere and their persecution was um, sanctioned. As Tunisia is in the process of rebuilding, women who were victims of state violence, especially Nahda women, can become silenced again. In many transitional justice experiences, and this goes back to the Latin America experience, women are often called upon to sacrifice themselves and give up rights to compensation in the name of national unity and reconciliation. Now, reconciliation is a very hard concept to define, but it refers to the living together of victims and victimizers. There are really no benchmarks for forgiveness, so to ask for forgiveness is a very complicated requirement in that it cannot really be uh, defined what is being asked for. This is especially important for women with a religious frame of reference and if that religious frame of reference places great emphasis on forgiveness. They risk being silenced again. As Tunisia is now uh, embarking on the transitional trust justice process by setting up truth commissions, it's important to consider several points. Even so, female political opponents suffered some of the same persecution, imprisonment, torture, etc., as men. There are some gender-specific experiences of violence that are not easily addressed in a transitional justice process. When we talk about women and transitional justice, there's two broad categories of, um, of women that are addressed in this process who, su who suffered from uh, human rights violations. There are the, the women who were Nahda activists or activists 
as political opponents and who were persecuted or imprisoned for, the, for their own activities or for their convictions. The much larger number of uh, women who suffered human rights violations are um, secondary victims. That means they became victims on imputed grounds, not because of their own activities, but because they were wives, mothers, sisters, or daughters of political activists who were imprisoned. It is not easy to, in a transitional justice process to address uh, secondary victims. There are also three main aspects of gender-specific violence that should be considered in the transitional justice process. The first one is that women are most often only portrayed as victims. And as victims, the focus is on sexual violence. This view perpetrates existing stereotypes about women. What I think is important to consider women not just as victims, but also women, women as perpetrators and women as survivors. It is often assumed that sexual violence, in particular, is a male-on-female crime. In my interviews with former female political prisoners, I found that there was a lot of female-on-female -female violence, including sexual violence and that the violence perpetuated by women on women was just as cruel as the violence perpetuated by men against women. Unlike what Rory talked about yesterday, female prisoners of conscience were not separated from regular prisoners. They served with common criminals. Um, prison guards uh, used Female prison guards used other female prisoners to commit acts on viol of violence against the prisoners of conscience. And I don't want to go into details, but they were very grim acts perpetuated against them. I will just say, because Islamist women place a very high value on sexual morals and purity, they became particular targets of sexual crimes. The other aspect, women as survivors. I would argue that Nahda women may not have been feminists by ideology, but they became feminists by necessity. They had to assume male roles of responsibility and sur survive under tremendous pressures. This, for most women, was a transformative experience. It is unlikely, in my opinion, that these survivors will then assume subservient roles to men and, just as importantly, be subservient to a state and a government that failed them so spectacularly. The second point is that transitional justice generally addresses violations during a particular time period in the past. For women, however, there often is no significant marker between past crimes and present crimes, or past human rights violations and present human rights violations. Just as an example, men who returned home after spending decades in prison or exile came back to their families with very serious mental and physical challenges that did not allow for a smooth reintegration into marital life 
or family life. They needed to reassert their masculinity. And in that process, a great burden was put on women, great stresses and occasionally leading or not so occasionally leading to forms of domestic violence. Transitional justice me mechanisms should offer women, in my view, mental and material support for these processes. And the third aspect is that transitional justice primarily addresses human rights violations that occur in public spaces. Oppression that occurs in private spaces often do not get addressed with the same vigor. Women most often suffered human rights violations in the private space especially during times when their husbands were imprisoned and the state security personnel would intrude on the private, spa uh, private sphere, come to women's houses, and a lot of things happened while the security forces invaded uh, the houses that were headed by uh, women. Also, the system of the, the Tunisian system of pointage where women were required to report to police stations sometimes up to five times a day, different police stations in different parts of the town, made it virtually impossible for women to hold jobs and feed their families or adequately take care of their children. This resulted in women becoming dependent on other family members, parents or related family members, who often resented having to take care of these women and their children, which then resulted in acts of violence against these women. All these issues are difficult to address in processes of transitional justice, but hopefully in the truth commissions that are being set up at the moment, some of these issues can be heard and can become known. As Tunisia is in the process of moving from autocratic rule to democracy, Transitional justice is not just about law or justice, but it is about creating a new sense of gender norms and in a broader sense about creating a new national identity. In this process, I think managing expectations is very important. Tunisians have to come to terms to reconcile their differences when in the past they have been indoctrinated to think of themselves as one people. Opponents, especially Nahda members, were successfully portrayed as posing threats to progress, women's rights, state security, and therefore were rightfully banned from public life or even imprisoned. Given the evolution of human rights and international law concerning women's experiences, the definition of women's rights in the transitional justice process has been described by some experts as moving targets. As the first Arab Muslim majority country that has a genuine transitional justice process, it will be very important to see just how truth commissions will untangle the web of private and public harms against women in the context of political violence. And as a last point, I would like to come back to some of the discussions we've had throughout about terminology, 
to, whether to call it a revolution or an uprising, etc. Um, Germany has quite some experience with massive transitions. And they have come up with a particular terminology to refer to the time after the fall of the Berlin Wall. And maybe that can serve as an example. The term loosely translated into English, the change in German, die Wende, actually encompasses four distinct processes. The uprising within East Germany, the first democratic elections, the fall of the Berlin Wall, and the reunification of Germany. So I, I think it would maybe be good to find a term for Tunisia that isn't just the distinct marker of the revolutionary events or the uprising events, but a term that refers to the longer processes of change, because that, in my view, would also help to manage the expectation and not have one clear marker after which everything is supposed to be dramatically different. Thank you. That's it.